Welcome back. This is the 10th episode of AIR, an interview podcast series with a different theme each episode. Joining me today to talk about travel and touring is Berlin-based DJ Nadina Moser, also known as Rezim. Nadina got her start in her native Leipzig when she started collecting records and learning to DJ. She became actively engaged in the social and cultural side of the music scene, becoming a crucial player in the city's Homo Electric Collective, before moving to Berlin, where she found a home at About Blank, a residency she continues to hold today. Her DJ career has sent her to Asia, America, Europe, and everywhere in between, a touring schedule that allows her to combine her two passions in life, travel and music. joining me. Thank you. Um, so I guess today we're going to be talking about travel. This was your, your idea yeah. for the topic. Um, so I would like to know to start, where was the first place that you traveled to completely on your own? Like, How old were you and what was that experience like for you? How to start with that? I mean, mm, wow, just like, oh my god, this is a really difficult <laughs> question. This is really a difficult question. Since I'm born in the GDR, um, we had this pioneer lager which is um, Ferienlager, like holiday camp. And I think I went there the first time when I was in school, maybe in the second class or something like that. And it was one of those camps which was in the zone, in Saxonia at Erzgebirge. Um, and I got very sick. The, the place is called Berenstein. This is where all the uh, kids went to parents or like the father was in the army or something like that. It was a typical army camp, like army children, blah, blah camp. And um, a lot of my friends went there as well. So I went there and I got so sick and there was this big pioneer festival uh, in Berlin and everybody went there and I couldn't go because I got sick. So my mom came there to spend the day with me and I was so pissed off that she came. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was very embarrassed, I have to say. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so what was, I don't know, what was traveling like in the, uh, in the GDR times? Like, were you pretty free to kind of go wherever you wanted? I mean, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so Every, everything was way more controlled. And as you could maybe remember, it was called the Iron Curtain. Mm -hmm. So um, I think my parents really tried to uh, like do a lot of vacations with us. Uh, so my father had, or my dad, my parents had this um, Trabant and uh, we traveled a lot to like once in a year we went to the Baltic Sea or we went to Hungary, or we went to Slovenia, no, Slovakia, and then to the Czech Republic, and then to my grand 
grannies like mm. yeah so I, this is where i spend my summer mm. vacations normally and um yeah that was it so we could go to the socialist countries but it was not possible to go anywhere else right right and so then how old were you when you started kind of traveling on your own i mean in since the since the wall came down sort of thing well i think the f my my first like real trip on my own was um <laughs> from nice to rome um i went to nice with a friend of mine because there was a meeting of the european union and uh, i was pretty much involved with the protests um so i was one of those people who was like yeah demonstrating in front of the doors like change the rules blah 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 <laughs> and open up the borders and stuff and yeah we need more socialism in our society and stuff like this and then uh, i had a friend in rome uh, actually had a collective there um because I met them in Prague for another protest. And I went on my own, which was really funny because I was in a train with a lot of Italian people from the trade union. And they just said like, no, we're not going to pay. <laughs> and it worked out. So, so I you went, didn't pay? I didn't pay. <laughs> they just said, no, 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 stay with us, stay with us. We're going to tell them, you know, we're from the trade union, we're not going to pay. So this is very Italian. So yeah, that was my first trip on my own. That was in 2001. What do you remember feeling about the experience of leaving? For example, I was saying about this trip that I went on to France when I was younger. And like what I, my, my most vivid memory of leaving was like turning around in the airport and both my parents were crying because it was like my first, <laughs> my first trip by myself. Well, if I remember back that trip, for example, I just spoke about from Nice to Rome. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I realized like just looking out of the window in the train and see like the landscapes passing by, it freaked me up. Like I felt so free. For, for the very first time, I felt like I'm on my own and I'm happy with myself. And since that, I didn't stop traveling on my own anymore because it's just like I don't have to show anything and I'm just on my own and I'm for myself. And it makes me actually very happy <laughs> to travel on my own. So you still feel like that about traveling? Yes, very much. And it's uh, like... That, that feeling is growing and growing and growing. And um, I consider myself as a very, very lucky person because everywhere where I travel, um, like 99% of the people I meet are amazing human beings. And I feel very lucky with that. Nothing really bad happened to me. <laughs> Meanwhile, okay, I, I would say 95% now <laughs> after the last three months, 95%. <laughs> and so what are your memories from that first trip? Like, do you remember it quite well? Or is it kind of, I don't know, for me, again, talking about this trip that I went on to France, I kind of don't really remember a lot. Like, I know that I had fun, but I don't really remember specifically like what I was doing. I just remember more the feeling of being out on my own. Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, what you remember is always the emotion which is coming back and uh, you get reminded um, on that emotion when you smell something or when you hear a specific sound or something like that and then you picture those memories. Do you feel like the passing of time has kind of changed the way that you look back on those experiences like trips and holidays in general? Uh, I think for me like the, the few times that I've had bad experiences looking back they're either way worse or not as bad as I thought at the time. Of course it's changing because uh, you make 
you make different experiences and you get used to special situations like for example airport situations mm -hmm. like you you go to the security line and then you see all those people you see okay they're not used to travel <laughs> and they take like ages <laughs> you know like do you have any liquids blah 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 and oh do i, I really have to take out this and i'm like Dude, could you just like prepare yourself so things get a bit more fast and I don't have to wait because it's like, you know, um, it's, you get used to things and You're you get like, like better prepared. So, yeah. And it's like, I get more chilled and I am not like complaining about a lot of things anymore because it's, it's getting like normal or you get used to it. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like certain parts of traveling, you just kind of have to deal with it. Like, that's just going to be the way it is. Like you said, like airport stuff. And I don't know, for me, it's like cabs going to the airport. Like something always sort of goes wrong and you just kind of have to get over it, deal with it. Exactly. And also like taking more time for it. Like I always go to the airport a little bit earlier. Go to the airport like four hours early. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. My but... mother's child. <laughs> because like I'm not really into adrenaline You know, like yeah. I'm not one of those persons who's going on winter ski vacations. <laughs> It's not my cup of tea. No, It's a relaxing, thanks. relaxing event for you. I mean, I like relaxing, <laughs> but I. <laughs> For me, it's like I go to the nature because it's nature is for me like a museum, you know, like other people go to art museums. I just go to the countryside uh, because it's like I like to watch grass growing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's more interesting for me than going to um, like what, what other people do. They, they, I don't know, my parents, for example, they book those travels where you go with a bus from one city to another one right, in right. one day and it's like oh yeah we went to the city and like, hey, what did you see like oh yeah they had nice food <laughs> oh cool <laughs> nice <laughs> my mom does cruises around which i could never do it's trapped on a boat with people me neither never do that <laughs> exactly so most of the time you're just sitting in the bus so when was the last time you traveled to nature Last time I traveled to nature, I mean, I was traveling the last months. I was traveling quite a lot. Um, and in January 2018, I went to La Palma because I had this amazing opportunity to stay in the house of a friend's granny. Um, and there I was like, com like completely surrounded by nature. So I was taking care of the garden and my view was actually the Mediterranean Sea, that was all I could see. And sometimes when the weather was better, I could see the other islands, Yeah, you know, and I was like, oh, <laughs> there's land, the end of the water, which gave me, it, actually, it gave me a little bit more security, which was nice. Yeah, And I did a lot of, uh, like, walks around and I just, like, looked at the sun going down and I went to the mountains for little hikes and... Um, things like this so that was definitely more into nature but also like being in Singapore for example and go to the botanic garden there and uh, have like a walk through this like a walk through the rainforest <laughs> it was very very cool like intense because I've seen things and I heard things I've never experienced before mm -hmm. and I love those moments mm -hmm. you know when we were talking about uh choosing the topic for this interview, you said that traveling was sort of like your drug. So can you tell me a bit about why you love traveling or what it is about traveling that makes you feel like that? 
it's challenging. And I like challenges, uh, challenges as long as I don't get too much adrenaline. I'm not really like, I don't, I don't like that. It's not, it's not my thing. It's not my drug. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I really like with um, experiencing is definitely um, like watching birds or um, looking at the water and seeing, oh, there's the differences in the wave over to the left and over to the right. Oh, it smells different here and this coastline. Ah, oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, things like this, because it feels for me like I'm getting connected more to um, the nature and the planet. I have this weird idea coming from um, another trip <laughs> uh, where I felt like I was I had this situation once that I was in a lake like a dried out lake and I was climbing up and I looked at it and it had these pieces of soil and it, and I looked at my hand and I realized like oh wow that looks actually kind of the same that's interesting so maybe this lake is just like the skin on my hand and Oh wow! I'm so oh my mom is the planet. Oh wow! So uh, you know what kind of trip I'm talking about? Um, yeah. So since that, I realized that uh, um, I'm just a drop in the ocean, mm. and this is definitely something I really like. You know, like feeling as a drop in the ocean, and yeah, mm. realizing your kind of size in the world. Yeah, actually, now uh, now that you um, remember reminded me on my last trip, which was actually like nature trip was definitely in California when I was mm -hmm. there and I rented that car mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I was driving down uh, Highway One. Did you see the redwoods and everything? Yes, nice. I went to the redwoods <laughs> and I hugged the tree <laughs> <laughs> and I see like the um, the sources from the fires, you know, which was mm -hmm. very intense and very interesting. Right, I forgot that happened recently. Yeah, 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 last year, and it was very interesting because like the ashes, um, uh, which was left actually in in the trees, um, they changed already color, you know. So mm -hmm. that was like so interesting for me to see how nature always takes back mm. you know it's nature or like this planet is always in transition always the whole time mm -hmm. and i like to see the moments you know that's why i think it's it's a it's a kind of a drug for me do you think that your love of traveling has sort of changed or evolved since you started touring as a dj do you think you started loving it more or loving it less or how has that affected you I think it's both. Um, it's definitely grown because I can travel or I'm lucky to travel to places um, where I think I couldn't afford going there on my own. Like when I, if I uh, remember back or when I remember back my first time in Japan, I was like literally blown away. When was that? That was in 2016. Okay. Um, yeah, in September 2016. And I... Um, I played in Tokyo for the first time and uh, uh, at Contact and I played with Eric Cloutier, which was very funny. <laughs> Another guest on the series. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 true. And uh, yeah, it was very funny. And he was like talking about um, being in Japan, like as if it would be the 
you know, the most normal thing in yeah. the world. Like, oh yeah, always when I come here, I go to this place. And I was like, uh-huh, all right. It's my first time here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really funny. But then, like, I also went to Labyrinth Festival, like, on my own. It's one of my dream trips to go to Labyrinth. And it was raining three days in a row. <laughs> and it didn't really bother me. Yeah. The only problem I had was the the rain boots I had they were so shit oh my god like they had this hard soil and (laughs) my feet hurt it so much and then like Shackleton was playing live and I was like (laughs) I want to dance but I can't I can't (laughs) I really have to go like my feet hurt Mm. so much so this time I'm like if I go back I'm prepared for me there's like no bad weather it's only about like clothes Mm. you know for me I find traveling as a journalist it's great because, as you said, you can kind of afford to go places that you wouldn't be able to do normally. But for me, it kind of means that I spend a lot of time sort of working or like just being in the work mindset. Even if I'm just there to do interviews, there's like one day where I'm just sort of stressed about work. Do you think that that resonates with you sort of as a DJ, like days that you're playing, you're kind of in this work zone? Well, I think I've, I think it's very important that you decide for yourself how to um, challenge yourself in in the transition itself like when i'm going to the airplane um i for example i stop watching the movies because uh, most of the time they're shit and um i i prepare my sets or i just listen to new music so i have a folder full of new tracks and uh, i just listen to them like properly mm-hmm. because normally you just like skip through and like ah okay this could work at this moment da, 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 da. no i listen to them from the beginning to the end because um i mean if you if you count uh, um just a track and a track normally is about maybe 4 to 10 12 minutes you can listen to like five tracks in an hour if you have 12 minutes tracks you know so this is not a lot you know so lots to do on the plane then. yeah there, there are a lot of things to hear in the plane or i just do nothing do you wish that you would travel more without djing being involved or i mean no. personally i wish I, I would travel less for work i think but. no actually i really like this combination mm-hmm. i really have to say because it gives it, it gives me a, like a connection to the places where i go to I consider myself as a security-loving person. I think that's why I don't like the adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like security. Mm. Uh, I guess it's also like, like kind of automatic connection with people that you meet exactly. when you go places. Exactly. And then you have a connection and you meet people and you're immediately, normally you're immediately on, you know, like a level um, where you can like contact uh, or get connected. Um so I, I really enjoy it because it also I, I really like the challenge of going to a place where you've never been before and to see the audience and to get this new feeling from a specific uh, audience. For example, uh, in Chicago, they, they, they really like scream and give you feedback. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, for example, I didn't get any feedback. Uh, do until people dance in San Francisco? They, they do dance in <laughs> San Francisco. They did dance, uh, but like the immediate like, uh, like sound feedback it came after the party or like after my set so in what other ways is music involved in your travels other than DJing like do you go record shopping do you go to sort of other people's gigs or other concerts or things things like that yeah definitely I um, I always try to get music from local people around mm. 
because um, I mean, living in Berlin also means that most of the music um, involved in electronic music, I would say, and other so-called genres, um, you, you just get them here. So I really like to go and uh, get local stuff. I also really uh, do a lot of like field recordings. I just like to listen to music which is played to me and... If I have the chance to go to a concert, of course I go to a concert, but that's not my first priority. Mm -hmm. Like my first priority always is like find a place to sleep and have good food <laughs> yeah. and, and I love sleeping, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and so when you talk about kind of getting local music, uh, can you think of a specific record that you bought? recently on a trip that you really like actually i do that was really funny <laughs> i had a, that was one of those challenges travel <laughs> challenges when i played in um los angeles i just came back from my asia tour and like one week after i was going to the u.s and in between i had to deal with like booking an airbnb because i wanted to stay for two days in los angeles so i had to book this airbnb And I booked the wrong dates. So instead of booking it from Saturday to Monday, I booked it from Friday to Sunday because I, I got confused with the dates. <laughs> yeah, super stupid. Um, and I was kind of homeless then for one day. And it it was really, I was very lucky because a friend of mine from Berlin connected me with a friend of hers in Los Angeles. And uh, she proposed going to one of those asset camp parties. And... Um, I went to this asset camp parties with all my stuff <laughs> and there was a record shop, uh, like two people from who run a record shop uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And I gave them my challenging question, like, what is music from here? <laughs> so they gave me actually really, really nice records. Nice. Uh, I got one record I really, really like. Um, I, of course, forgot the name, but there was another one from Olin from um, Chicago. And I really like that one as well. And so what kind of music are you listening to when you're on the road and what significance does it play? Like, for example, this is going to be a really embarrassing story, but when I moved from <laughs> Toronto to Montreal for the first time for university, I was listening to Wide Open Spaces by the Dixie Chicks. It's a classic tune. <laughs> and so it really, I was, I felt like really emotional in the car listening to this and like kind of driving away from my childhood home for the first time. And so what are the, what are the kind of tunes that you listen to when you're taking off? or getting on the train or something like that. I realized that I have um, different music for different um, ways of traveling. Mm -hmm. For example, when I'm in the train, I'm listening more to, for example, more dancey stuff. Um, I like to listen to uh, Finn Johansson's set when I'm in the train. I really like that. Mm -hmm. um, and when I'm in the plane, I normally listen more to ambient stuff. Um, also radio shows I listen to a lot of uh, radio shows and I also like to do my radio shows in the plane uh, that's really fun when I'm for example in the car I have like uh, car tracks I love to listen to Depeche Mode in the car <laughs> it's good sing-along music uh, yes you know? <laughs> it's exactly so I can't do that in the, in the train you or could. on I think flight. there'd be a couple weird looks though <laughs> uh, exactly so I don't really want to bother other people with my presence so When I'm alone in the car, in my car, and I go and I travel, then I really like to sing along mm -hmm. <laughs> very loud. So last time I interviewed you, you were talking to me about uh, a time that you were on the train and Finn Johansson had sent you uh, this mix and it was kind of a really special moment. So maybe you can talk a bit about that. It was uh, a time when I was um, uh, re-, uh, like, 
reworking the ending of a relationship and this it, this mix was so pathetic and it was full of love songs and I was crying all the way like six hours crying and, and the, the mix was very long yeah and it was full of those house like old old 80s house tracks and I was like oh my god this is so cheesy I have to cry <laughs> and it was really good I feel like I have those moments too a lot when I'm traveling especially it's I don't know it's kind of cheesy when you're like on the train sort of like looking out the window listening to something but I really love those moments as well you know yeah. I think it makes music more special to listen to it when you're traveling for yeah. some reason you know I was for example I was listening to um the first called Super album the opera I was listening to it so many times because it gives me the opportunity uh, opportunity to um, focus on specific sounds and um, I only have that concentration when I'm traveling. I love to sit at the gate and listening to music and wait for the boarding. That's a time when I'm like uh, off and also like when I was doing when I still was doing the booking agency it was that time when I was offline, you know, I just went to flight modus, like my mobile was on one, two, three, my mobile was on flight modus and I just could listen to music and that was like the best time. I, I was going to say like, what do you think it is about the sort of physical act of traveling that goes so well with music? Like, is it just that we have so much time to kind of contemplate? Like, as you said, it's kind of a time when we're off. Yeah, definitely. It's like a time where you can just like see time passing by. Or you feel time is passing by. You can concentrate on that moment and you're realizing um, how fast the society actually is. Like, um, It's so artificial the way uh, people get stressed. And with the, with the traveling, I, I, I simply calm down. Like, Also in my normal life, I take a lot of this, those experiences into my normal life. So I take more time for specific things you know like also I take more time for sleeping and I don't let myself stressed again because it's important that um, everyone is finding its own velocity in life and I realized for myself that I'm very slow actually mm. and that in the last years I simply was so stressed out because I was taking care of other people's um, life or something like this and I didn't take care of my own so with with the cut of the booking agency, for me, it was a step to myself for the first time in ages. That I only focus on myself and I have time to listen and to think, you know. Thinking needs a lot of time as well. Yeah, I think I've realized also when I travel, I used to kind of like wake up super early and then feel like I have to do like a million things in one day. But it actually that. is way more fun to wake up at a regular hour and just like do the things that you have time yeah, to exactly. do and you don't have to rush, you know. Yeah, I don't like this is the thing like, um, for example, I, I stayed in San Francisco for like five days, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I went to a record store maybe one time because it was more important to like make breakfast mm -hmm. and to listen to music and play with the cats and <laughs> you know like just like do things and slow down mm -hmm. you know it's like it gives me more energy also to be present uh, in the club because um, it takes so much energy when you go to a club I'm always so excited and nervous and you go off stage and you feel like 
oh my god it's energizing on one side but it's taking your energy on the other side so to get get the balance right it's it's tough i feel like when i talk to certain other djs that are that tour like really crazy schedules sort of thing they say that they don't really consider it to be actually traveling because it's just like yeah airport hotel gig hotel airport home sort of thing um I mean, that doesn't sound like it's something that re- really resonates with you at all. Um, sometimes it is like that. And sometimes I just feel like I go there and I play my set and I go to the hotel and then I go back. Of course this happens. But if I go to another country, like a country I've never been before, I always try to take one day extra. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all those things which you experience new because it just opens up your mind. And I like that a lot. And of course, like I played, for example, in Seoul the second time and I experienced new things, but it was not like, oh, wow, I'm in Seoul in Korea. Wow, amazing. It was more like, oh, cool, I'm coming back. I see my friends and we can go out and have some food together. I'm a very social person and I like that as well. Do you think this sort of fast pace of like gigging and touring is problematic if not for you at least just sort of in general uh i guess i'm asking like is that any way to live that's something people have to decide for themselves each each person has to decide how to how people want to travel and i can understand uh uh, if people go from one place to the other and then and it's just work i can definitely understand it sounds like work you know it is work I mean, it is definitely work. It's not the playing. The playing actually is the fun part. Mm-hmm. But all the rest is hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. Like traveling for like eight to ten hours on a plane and you come out of the, the aircraft and you feel like, oh, my legs. <laughs> you know, this is, it's mm-hmm. challenging. Also with the sleep and stuff. And you come back and you can't sleep. And, you know, it's like, it's always like being in transition for Uh, for a couple of days as well it took me like two weeks actually to come back from the united states here because i felt like still floating you know i mean i guess i'm sort of wondering if like the life of this sort of big time touring dj is really all it's cracked up to be or like maybe not just dj anyone that sort of travels a lot for business you know yeah like for me the the like airport hotel traveling to a gig sort of thing that would feel like the like stressful part of it and if that's all that's all that the trip is that seems like for me anyway it doesn't really seem of interest yeah but as i said like i think it really depends to um uh, how do you uh, design the traveling yourself mm-hmm. like i always take food i always take a drink and i have my music i have a book or i have a movie on my computer and uh, that's it you know, I, I'm actually doing the same things I would do here. Do you think that social media also plays a role in changing our perception of travel? Uh, that depends on the person itself as well, you know. Like, I just saw a picture of uh, one of the residents uh, from About Blank on, on Facebook today. He's like laying on the beach in Cuba <laughs> and was saying like, oh, everyone is preparing for the birthday and then I'm coming back and I'm bringing all this good energy. And I was like, yeah, he's definitely going to do that. He's definitely going to do that. But of course, you see other pictures of people who are like posing, I would say, in front of a 
club or in front of a or in a record store, whatever. Mm. And you see like, okay, it's just a random record store and mm -hmm. they need to take this picture. And um, so I would say everyone is choosing their travel style themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's always an interpretation of the people, the person who is looking at it. Mm -hmm. I was posting a picture um, on Instagram uh, in January and uh, it was a super nice picture of a mountain and on the ground there was a rainbow. Um, so you actually could uh, could walk through the rainbow, which was really nice. And uh, the text was that I just had a car crash and an accident and that I'm very thankful that I could see this and that I survived and that I'm able to post this picture now. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, that's such a nice picture. And everyone liked it. And I was like, did you even read what <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah. writing? Like, I'm just saying that I had a car crash and I survived it. And I said thanks to everyone who helped me. And people were, oh, no, I didn't read it. Yeah, it's like quite it's superficial, like, you know. You know, it's like, okay, there's a difference between seeing things and reading, you know, like words and framing pictures. It's interesting, for example, when you see the pictures Wolfgang Tillmans is posting, you know. <laughs> it's like he's always posting those beautiful pictures and then it's like a political yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> movement call mm. underneath. And I like that. So what is it like when you're visiting a city for the first time, uh, whether that's for a gig or not? Do you always kind of meet, try to meet people that are in your sort of social circle? Yeah, it's, it's, it's both. It depends. You can also ask like, okay, what's your, the first thing you're thinking of when you go to another country uh, you've never been to? I really like just walking and watching and... Um, getting into a specific vibe maybe um i like going to botanic gardens a lot <laughs> for me i like I, i don't like to like meet up with people's other people's friends in new cities you know i like to get advice on where to go but i, I prefer to just travel by myself and just kind of like figure out my own way it's it's both like um it Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> it's like this and this, you know, it's like mm. both. Like for one, one, sometimes it's nice to be connected with people and not to be on your own all the time. But sometimes I just like to go to the hotel and stay on my own and mm. do my thing. And, and if it's just watching something, you know, or listening to something you prepared or just like laying in bed and staring Something like this. It really depends, like, how hard was the travel or um, how is the weather, all those things. I really like when local people actually show me around. It's more my cup of tea than looking at a tourist guide. I'm not into tourist attractions at all. What role do promoters and sort of the people behind the scenes play in making a city special for you or a trip special for you? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it I mean, it depends on the person, definitely, but... Um, I think that's uh, when I, that's that's a point when I can say I'm very lucky because um, in the last months when I was traveling I always met interesting and nice people. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to all of you! Um, <laughs> like the people in Singapore were amazing and um, that was really fun. So I spent a lot of time with them and um, yeah. So yeah, as I said, I'm a very social person as well and. Um, It's interesting for me to hear their stories and what do they experience. And um, you meet people from all classes of all so-called 
colors or what uh, genders and whatever and that's very interesting for me do you think that your perception of like crowds or the audience or kind of music lovers i guess has changed at all since you started touring more like for example you were talking about crowds in chicago are really kind of rowdy and then in san francisco they're a bit more quiet uh do you think that that sort of changed since you've started touring more yeah because you experience more i i always go to a gig without any expectation the less expectations you have the better it can go you know so yeah it definitely changed but like Going to a gig, like for example, when I played Smart Bar, of course, I was very nervous because <laughs> it's Smart Bar. And um, we had dinner before and uh, I had a lot of topics to talk with them. So it was really good. And I came there and it was just amazing. You know, like the setup was really good. And I feel, I think I, I feel most comfortable when the technical situation is good because then I can easier connect to the music and then I can easier connect to the people and the vibe as well. When the technical situation is shit, which happens sometimes, um, then um, I just want to go back to the hotel. The promoter can be as nice as fuck, but I don't fucking care. I'm like exhausted and I'm pissed off with myself. Is there a, a trip that you made recently for a gig that was really special that you want to talk about? Too many. What to choose from? <laughs> too many. Like the recent one. I mean, the US, like the US tour was very, very good. And um, where did you go in the US? Uh, I went to San Francisco, to Los Angeles, uh, which was very special as well because it was this awesome uh, garage stinking warehouse. <laughs> and it was really really interesting to be there and then i went to new york good room and to chicago smart bar and then i played in philadelphia and that was very special because it reminded me um of where i'm actually coming from like self-organized parties mm -hmm. in off location where the most important part is on the music so the, like every set i heard heard there every track i heard there was very good and i like those those travels i had the same in in haifa when i was playing in um at a club called cabaret run by some uh, arabic israelians and that was outstanding good like i was playing with anna haleta and with zahri susanna and they're friends for a long long time and we played together and from the very first track to the last track it was perfect you know and this, those are the special moments mm -hmm. when you just hear good music and the, the audience is taking the same spirit it's like taking over this this atmosphere mm -hmm. and everyone is sharing it and i'm not there because i'm resum i'm there to celebrate with them or to be with them and that's that's for me the special moments, you know. Do you think you still get those kind of special moments when you're in Berlin? I get those special moments in Berlin, mm. definitely. I get it at about blank all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And at Paloma Bar. That's like Paloma Bar, like the new renovated one is very special to me. Playing in Berlin is, is special. Also playing in Leipzig is very special for yeah. me because it's where I'm coming from and where I feel related to, but where I have my friends, but it really depends on the people who are there. And so what about when you come back home from a trip? Like you mentioned that you had to take kind of two weeks to sort of come back from America. Uh, is it generally like that for you where you need like a bit of time to process? Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to remember things 
That's why I take a lot of pictures. <laughs> and then I have a couple of friends I can show those pictures to and tell the stories in like one sentence sentences. <laughs> it's always like, oh yeah, this was there. Ah uh, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Because it's it's difficult um, to find words for, for what I actually feel. Um, words are hard to find, you know. Yeah, there are some... Some parts in this uh, on this planet where I really would like to go, but I realized for myself that I really like to go to countries who actually do have a history, like an impact in history of music. This is what I really, really like. Mm -hmm. Like going to Chicago was like I'm only here for 18 hours. I can't <laughs> believe it. So oh, and then there's like going to Detroit was definitely one of the most I was impactful. Just say like that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too my first time going to it's Detroit like, like when you're driving uh over the border from Windsor to Detroit it's yeah. like the most special feeling ever like the city is so alive at that time when we go for movement exactly. it's such a wonderful city yeah and I went there when there was no movement <laughs> and it was still like this feeling like the feeling of the people in this city it it was so special It was the first time uh, for me that I, I understood why people wear shirts or sweaters or whatever <laughs> with with the word Detroit on it. Yeah. You could really feel that. Like, whoa, this is intense. They do really believe. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, that was like mm -hmm. so good. And like not just for techno either, like Motown also, no, jazz, yeah, everything. Yes. Know. So, you know, like techno is for me like just a part of this but if i think of motown if i think of old jazz coming from there if i think of the soul and whatever like mm. detroit is such a city you know when it's about music oh my god that was so so cool i went to three record stores and i left let i left so much money there and i just wanted to give like all my money back and take all the records <laughs> um so do you find that you come back from trips like particularly inspired to i don't know make a tune or make a mix or mm, kinda <laughs> I like like as I said before I like to um, do that in a mix like when I'm traveling in the process you know like in the process of traveling like mm. when I'm sitting in, in, in the aircraft and then I can start working out something I was thinking about but most time I bring records so it's difficult <laughs> for me to listen to the records Um When I'm home, I let them, uh, normally I let them stand there for a couple of days, weeks. Yeah, and then they slowly find their way into my sets. Um, I like to have those influences, not only like, okay, this is all the records I brought from Detroit. I'm going to play a Detroit music set now. No, I like to mix those things up. So I have, I have to find a place for it. Do you think that traveling has kind of helped you to connect with people on a different level? Like we've talked a bit about this before, about kind of, I don't know, when you meet people and you're there for a gig, you kind of ha automatically have this connection with them. Do you think that generally you find you're like better at being social? Okay. Definitely. Like um, there are two there are two parts here. One is connecting with other people, and one is connecting with yourself. For me, traveling helps me a lot with connecting with myself because I just go somewhere and I am. I don't need to play a role or whatever. I just go and I am. And um, to be then connected to these people, um, because I mean, 
just because of the, the travel itself, you're a bit distracted and you're like floating in your brain or whatever, because I always think like your soul is taking way longer to to come to the place where your body actually is. Um, it takes a lot of time. So you're in a transition modus, I call it. I call it transition modus. And when you then get along with those people, you know, there's no problem at all anymore. And this is what I really, really enjoy. Like, I come to myself and I can come to connect with people. I have, like, since I'm traveling, there are some people um, I never lost contact with. Like, for example, a friend of mine in Seoul who just sent me a picture yesterday of him and another friend of mine who was playing there this time. And like, oh, we miss you. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> it's really nice. And um, yeah, there are some people I feel very, very connected with. Um, and I want to go back and see them because mm -hmm. I really consider them as friends. And this is a luxury. I think the situation we are in now um, definitely is created because um, I have friends, friends, like friends. I can text every time, all the time, and it doesn't matter where they are, but I feel very connected to them. And this is a luxury I wouldn't have if I wouldn't travel. What do you think that you've learned about yourself as a DJ through traveling to other cities? I realized that people like the music I play. <laughs> that's and, a good <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And that I'm uh, sometimes a very bad, te like technically it's sometimes very bad. It really depends how much I drank. <laughs> 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 Or how bad the, um, uh, the jet lag is. Um, if that's combined, then it can be very challenging. <laughs> um, what did I learn? Um What about what you learned about yourself? Um, I learned that it gives me a lot of fun to see that people can connect to the travel I actually play. Because I, for me, it's a trick. I'm not one of those DJs who's like playing with function. I like that sometimes, but most of the times I'm selecting tracks. I'm a connector. That's what I learned. I'm a connector in all parts of my life. Like I connect people, I connect topics, I connect recipes, I connect with something or through something. And I also connect music. So I connect tracks. And this is what I learned in the last months as well. And this gives me kind of a, you know, satisfaction that I finally find out about myself. Now I'm turning 40 and I finally get satisfied with myself. <laughs>